Wait, hold on. Let me get my notes up just in case. I just like to have them with me. Okay, if my boo pops out though, like John Moss, like you're looking at me, so. Please. I mean, there's nothing we can do. Oh, oh, put it back in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like, <laughs> bro. If I start talking, I get all wily. Like I don't want, you know what I mean? Uh, just, just do like a titty alert, titty. Janet, Janet, not the Janet. Yeah, you'd be like Janet Jackson. Code word Janet Jackson. Code word Janet Jackson. JJ, JJ. <laughs> We're just talking, vibing. Okay. All right. Well, I'm ready when you are. Yes, I'm ready. All right. Oh, just tell me, like, oh, oh, are you gonna like do like the five minute mark or ten minute mark at the end, like all that? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, I, so I know how much time we have left, so I can close properly. Uh, and then you're gonna count me down. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. Three, two, one. Bam. Hey, it's Gabby Faye. Welcome back to my podcast. You might have seen my viral TikTok videos posted on the Shade Room, Real Toronto News, talking about my high dating standards, other news plays, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Today's episode, we have a special guest, John Moss. LOL. I'm so excited that he's here today. So let's get into it. Hiya. John Moss, how is everything? How are you? How have you been? I've been pretty good. I've been doing good. I've been um, working, pretty much putting everything together, working on my album, working on content, working on making sure my family's straight. We're doing pretty good. Oh, good. John Moss has been such an inspiration to me. If you guys don't know who he is, he literally has such a great story that I'll let him get deeper into, but he has a total rags to riches story. John Moss is like a resilient person. His music is so bomb. Uh, you know, he went from like homeless to living such a, a like living his dream pretty much. And uh, I'm so proud of him. So John Moss, can you give us a little bit of backstory, like who you are, where you came from, how you got here, all of the things. Okay. Um, my name is Jonathan Moss. I got here by pretty much being myself. You know what I'm saying? Every time I went somewhere or did anything, I would just throw my personality in it. Okay. Yeah. But like how did you get to LA? Where are you from oh, LA? Or no. You... Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm not from LA. I'm actually from uh Roberta, Georgia. It's this super small country town. It's uh in the middle of Georgia, so it's like a middle Georgia town. And then growing up, I went into the military. After that, I went to prison for like two and a half years. Then I became a uh, deputy sheriff. And after that, I became a truck driver. From truck driving, I drove around the country and then got done with my trucking job and got a car. And then once I got into the car, I got into a car accident in L.A. And then I got stuck. So I've just been here ever since the car accident. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, so you got into a car accident as a truck driver? No. Okay. I got into a car accident while I was living inside of my car. So then what did you do after did you total the car or was it? The car was total. It was, the car was total. What we had to do was I um we pretty much moved the car from where it was wrecked at and I had nowhere for it to go. So I just took it to a park in a zoo and we just, you know what I'm saying, uh, put it out. And I just lived right there in the uh, zoo park until the police came and was like, hey, this car can't be here. So then I just like, oh, I can't move it. And then they got somebody to tow it. So I, I lost my house then, you know what I'm saying? So what'd you do? Um, pretty much I walked around until I um, met somebody on social media and they were like, hey, 
I have a place that you can stay. It's going to be $800 a month, though. Can you afford that? I legit had $912. And I was like, I can. And then it was the rat race of trying to make $800 every month. <laughs> wow. So that's like so brave like i'm always i'm always inspired by like people who like come to a big city like la especially when you're from a small town and like you just come here and you're literally have nowhere to stay you have just enough for one month's rent i'm sure you were terrified thinking that you might not even have enough to like go on so like after that month like i obviously worked out but like what happened like so um, literally within that same month, I had got a brand deal from the uh, app that I was using, right? Um, they had uh, sent me some money and then I put almost all the money with the exception of $1,000 inside of the Tesla stock. It was about um, $1,000. So I had like 200 after the 800 came out and I was eating good. I'm talking about, oh my God. Like I, like it was the first time I seen like that much money from being homeless. So I was like $200. I can literally eat whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? So the first thing that I did was I went to McDonald's and I bought two things of 10 piece um, chicken nuggets. Yeah. I was going to get a 20 piece, but if you get two 10 pieces, there's a chance you could get 22 pieces. Because they could accidentally put 11 inside of the 10 piece. <laughs> if you get the 20 piece, they could only accidentally put one more. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I wanted that extra nugget. I was, I was, I was really out there fighting for my life. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So then you're in this place. You started getting some money. So now you're like, okay, I've got a groove going on here. What happened after that? Did you? How long did you stay in this place? What was your next Ah, uh, So I pretty much stayed inside of LA for, I want to say, another two months and then I got one more brand deal and back then I used to think two thousand dollars was a lot of money so right when I had that I flew home and I was like mom I have some money for us and she was like oh you made it and I was like yeah yeah, yeah. and I gave her like one thousand five hundred and she looked at me and was like yeah I got some some bad to tell you you know what I'm saying so then from then on I had left my home again um there was a lady that was in Alabama and she was like I really need somebody to help me clean up my house because I'm moving and I was like I'll help you I just you know what I'm saying don't have a way to get there right. so my cousin drove me from Georgia to Tennessee and then the lady came and picked me up from there and then I went back off on another journey wow that yeah. is amazing. I have a similar experience for me. Like I came here years ago to LA. I wanted to, like, I just graduated college. I wanted to be like the starving artist. I was pre-law, supposed to go to law school. Um, but my parents are Caribbean. So they're just like uh, nurse, doctor, sorry, doctor, engineer, or lawyer. Like those are your options. You can't just like, you know, do that. So I'm like, I got to follow my dreams. So after I graduated, I went to LA. I was like pretty much homeless couch surfing, going everywhere, trying to figure it all to, out together. Um, and then I, it didn't work out. I had to like go back home. Right. And then um, I worked at like a restaurant job for like a year, saved up. <laughs> what did you do at the restaurant? Where restaurant? Oh, it was Margaritaville in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, you yes. a country girl. Literally, I have never listened to a country song in my life until I moved to Nashville. Baby, your song, you make me want to roll oh, my, my window, window down. down and cruise. Yeah, <laughs> I see you. So, you know, okay, literally, I like hated like country music before I moved to Nashville because in Nashville, it's like country music capital mm. and every, they have like five radio stations. 
four of them are country. One of them is like pop hip hop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I know I was working at this restaurant every Friday and Saturday night, they would pay, play all the country hits. So when you're listening to the song over and over again, every Friday and Saturday night, you're just like, oh, this is a bop. Like yeah. this, this no, is actually good. You're good. Yeah. yeah. So then I, I started doing that. And then, um, I got like my big break. I mean, break. Mm -hmm. uh, I like I got my first acting agent in Nashville, and it was because they literally told me that they signed me because I was the only person in Nashville who didn't talk like this with a country accent. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like I was so like, bummed, like because I've never lived in a place like that, and I'm just like, I was so confused. I'm like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "Everybody has the same accent," and like you know when you watch TV, like people have like that like a certain an accent for TV, like California accent, unless they're doing a country show or mm. whatever, where they would have a different accent. So I was like, well, get in where you fit in. So I like was in this uh, agency my first time, like being like working with an agent Ooh. and they literally, my first job was in the middle of a snowstorm. Nobody wanted to drive to the casting. And I was like, this is it. I got to do it. So like, I like, they're like, it might be slippery black eyes. Your safety matters. I'm like, my safety, I need to book this job. <laughs> I'm about to get this one. This one right here. I was like, I I'm going to eat basement. Literally. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to go. I went, I booked it and they, they, I was like my first like plus size modeling job. And then I did a string of really bad and corny car commercials. Like, you know, the like, oh, if you got into an accent, call it 1-800-so-and-so. And I did those like every weekend. It was like a hundred bucks a pop. I just like was, I had like a regular gig going and I was like, okay, I think I could do better. Mm -hmm. So then I went. That's still pretty good though. I mean, it, I would have killed for a hundred bucks a week. You know, no, that ass. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know? I know, but like, you can't really live and eat with a hundred bucks. Like, thank God, I mean, you I, can pick one. <laughs> so I could eat and then like live under a bridge, mm. or I, you can't even live with a hundred. Anyways, so so I was like, I um, did that, and then I went to what was it? Okay, so after that, I my it was like around my birthday and then um my older brother who never gives me a birthday present he was like um isn't your birthday like coming up or whatever i was like yeah he's like what do you want i don't know why i said this i was like i want a round trip ticket to new york city um because i've never been to new york i just want to try it or whatever and he's like okay cool i got your ticket i'm like what you're gonna give me like you're gonna buy a ticket for me and so my mom's like okay well i'll just get your airbnb and there you go it's like a birthday trip and i was like okay Ooh. I, yes so i like never i've never been to new york city at that at that time even though my my parents like met in brooklyn they're from new york whatever but i like was born in jersey i grew up in orlando so i was in new york for like the first time and i'm just like everything that could go right for me went right it was like the stars aligned like i was meant to be there um it was so different from when i was when i went to LA. nashville oh well um nashville was like a a bridge it was like a bridge. It was like a, a really great starting point. So mm -hmm. like um, I had an acting coach tell me one time, you know. Wait, so you're really good at acting? I feel like I'm good at the arts. I'm good at everything art wise. So okay. Like singing, acting, you know. Painting, poetry. Oh, no, I can't. I don't really. I'm not really great at painting mm -hmm. no, or drawing. So I okay, it's the performing okay. arts. <laughs> okay, okay. So poetry. I, I play guitar. Um, no. Do I do spoken word? No, I don't know. Maybe sometimes. I'd rather sing than okay. just. Oh, so work. opera? Not opera. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, that's what I love to do, and that's what people tell me I'm good at. Okay. okay but, 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 but. That's so. That's what I do. So, like, um, where was I? So, 
I was in New York. Um, and when I tell you the stars align, like I found money on the floor. I fa- <laughs> That's <laughs> like, my favorite. Like, uh, oh, I see you there. Who, who really? you when it's not linked to a string. Oh my gosh. No, you know, the craziest story. Let me tell you about how I found this money. Go for it. It was. So I walk into like this, like Brooklyn shop or whatever. I'm just like getting a couple of things. It was cold. I didn't know how cold it was in New mm-hmm. York. It's cold guys. So I got this like, like little puffer jacket or whatever. And this like sweet older black woman was like, Hey, like I can't afford this. Can you get this for me? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. You know, like I didn't think it was a big deal. The puffer jacket. No, she like, like got some leggings and a tank top. It okay. was like just a couple things. She's like, I don't yeah. have enough money can you get this for me? I was like, yeah, sure. Not a big deal. So the cashier though, she's like, doesn't want to ring it up. She doesn't want to sell me the clothes. And I'm like, why? Exactly. And I was I'm like, paying for exactly. And she's like, this lady's in here every day trying to hustle people to buy her clothes. Like, well, you don't need to do that. You don't need to help her out. You don't need to buy her clothes. She's always in here trying to get people to buy stuff for her. And I was like, but it's my money. Can yeah. I, can I spend it? How it's I want my to money it? and I'll spend it now. Yeah. I was like, I was like, bro, like, I don't care. Like, let me just buy, you know, the stuff. So I buy the stuff and, um, the lady's like, thank you, whatever. Didn't think of it again. This is how God, this is how good God is. And the how lady God was secretly a millionaire and she gave you a whole bunch of money. <laughs> hey, I'm waiting for that day. I'm okay. waiting for that okay. day. Okay. But I, I go next door to like get something to eat. And I'm just like, I order my food. I'm sitting down by the window just watching as I, I like watching the street as I eat. And I see the lady and she like changes into the clothes I bought her. She's wearing the clothes. And then she walks and she waves to me. I was like, oh, hey. And I waved her. Right after that moment, I go into the bathroom and I find a wad full of cash, like a wad full of cash, this thick, no name, no that, identification. That is pretty thick. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> this thick. That is thick. That is thick. That's a thick Literally, wad of cash. Literally, no identifiers. If I, had, if I had some money, it didn't matter what type of bill it was. I could have a bunch of ones this thick. It's pretty pretty nice. Literally. Like, uh, I would rather it be like, you know what I'm saying, 20s, 50s, 100s, but... <laughs> Like where? Oh yeah, you can do it. Is it too far away? That's no, not far. It's just like uh, oh, <laughs> okay. It Sorry. ain't catching your sound. Sorry. Is the switching going okay for you? Okay, cool. Oh. So, so then I where was I? Okay, so I see the thick wad full of cash, and I'm like. <gasps> god like did this fall from heaven like no honestly i really feel like it was like a drug bust like somebody didn't want to get kept, caught with this like drug yeah, money or blood money it. and you they know, chuck it yeah the, i think the, that's what the happened. craziest thing right is being that you saw the uh lady pass the older lady passed there's a good chance she was just in there and when she went to change her leggings uh-huh. that water cash fell out of the pants she had on before she put on <laughs> the leggings and i just and then, happened to get it and you just like oh just ha- happen upon it like oh look at me <laughs> thank you so much You're like hey hey, hey I, however i was blessed i was blessed yeah, okay that's like that's a good was, time though you know so and then i met this lady who was like a runway like a superstar but the plus size black bald headed black woman mm, and she you had to specify she was bald bald yes that's because a, she's known a, for oh, she's known for being oh. bald like she's like the bald headed like um, what's your name her name is sharon quinn the runway so, diva i love you miss sharon she's amazing she loves um, you miss sharon and then i met her and she taught me how to runway walk like she she like 
like worked with it, worked with me. And I'd never modeled before. I'd never done anything. I never wanted to be a model. I never saw myself as a model because people like when I was growing up, they'd be like, oh, you know, you're so pretty. You could be a model if you lost a hundred pounds. And like, you know, they would say that all the time. Like, you're really pretty. If you just lost you know, like 70, hundred pounds, you'd be a model. Uh, you said seven, 800 pounds. God. 70 to 800 Damn. pounds. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, how big was you as a kid? Like you was fucking it up. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't even try to be rude. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But I wouldn't even try to be rude. I was just like, (laughs) that's crazy. Like, I've heard of My 600 Life. Have you seen My 600-pound family? Yes. And they, okay, My 600-pound life, the the, the sisters, they be rocking bikinis to the beach. They don't get, Yeah, they need to enjoy themselves. They be working. Live their lives. Right. So, so I was, um, so yeah, like, I was doing that or whatever, and, and she... From that, because she met me and she like worked with me, she kept me in mind and invited me to her casting for New York Fashion Week because she was doing a show. Yes. So like when I say everything happened, like how it was supposed to happen, it was just so crazy how that happened. And the next thing, like the stars were aligned. The next thing I go back to the Airbnb, I check my email after like having the whole crazy day with that lady. And the email, I get a random TJ Maxx uh, commercial like oh here's an audition for TJ Maxx but it was one of those cattle calls I'm like oh probably a million people uh, you know applied for this I don't, I don't even think it's real right and so they asked me like they had to fill out a questionnaire it was like 20 questions and one of the first questions was where do you live at the time I was living in Nashville but I happened to be in New York so I was just like I'm gonna put New York I don't know where they are I'm just gonna put New York because I'm here after I filled it out 20 minutes later, they call me and they're saying, they said, uh, we're in New York. You're in New York. Do you want to come in for an in-person audition? I said, yeah. So never taken the subway before. I like put on my big hat, my coat because it was cold, figured out the subway system, got to the lower east side of Manhattan. Okay. I walk in and she says, okay, we're just going to take a video of you. You can just talk to yourself, ask you a couple questions. So they just ask me a couple questions. I just start talking about who I am as a person. Like, you love doing that. Do I? <laughs> a little bit. What are you trying to say, John Moss? You're the type of person that would have a podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So anyways, I do that. And then she's like, okay, well, um, good luck. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I go back to, to Nashville. I get a callback, another callback, another callback. I book it. And then um, they send a driver to my house. From from New York to Nashville. Well, they hired a driver in Nashville. Okay. To come to my house. To drive to New York. To drive to the airport so that I could fly. And to then LA. you had another driver in LA. In LA. Yeah. Oh my god. It was fancy. Yeah. <laughs> it was fancy. My dad's like, "Who's this man in front of my house with the tinted windows?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's my ride." <laughs> I don't get it. It's my time. So to shine. yeah, I booked the commercial. I did the TJ Maxx commercial. It played globally everywhere. That's how people like started recognizing me. And I moved to New York. Signed with two modeling agencies, walked in New York Fashion Week, and the rest is history. I've been doing the rest is history. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Dang, are you proud of yourself? I'm very proud of myself. Yes, you should look at every single step that you have made as an accomplishment. Each and every day you wake up, that's another day to do one more amazing thing because you started from Nashville being on the radio doing car commercials, and now you're a model in Hollywood, California. Like, how do you feel about that? Um, how do I feel about it? Yeah, because I like, feel really grateful. Yeah, that's like that's a lot of years, like to go from one thing to another. Like, how many years has it been? Seven. Oh, so you've been at this for a minute. Yeah. The consistency is wild. Yeah, you proud of yourself? 
<laughs> what do you think is like the um, number one thing you would tell to younger models coming into the space? Plus size models. Let's let's like you know what I'm saying younger models in general. Let's let's go universally. Um, don't listen to people when they tell you you need to lose a hundred pounds to be a model. That's mm -hmm. not true. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like do what makes you happy, do what you love, and don't worry about. Uh, other people's opinions because as soon as you start listening to other people's opinions that's what keeps you down and that's one thing that i like never i never did that was one thing i had since i was like a little girl i just yeah. didn't listen to mm. people people told me i couldn't do yes very hard-headed mm -hmm. stubborn people told me i couldn't do all the things that i'm doing now they're like you can't do it you can't do it you can't do it just like it's a shot in the dark get a real job like what are you doing no you know and they shouldn't so, tell you that nah because you're doing phenomenally what is it you're independent you're beautiful. You, you know what I'm saying, made it on your own. You got, what, two places now? In two of the richest cities in the world? Yeah. Come on now. I'm Come on now. Good. Can we get a small round of applause? Hey, God hey. is good. You blessed yes. me. <laughs> yes. 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 So. Question. Okay. If you had to choose between going invisible or flying, which one would you pick? Flying. Ew. Anyway. <laughs> What's the rest of the stuff? What are we doing? What would you? No, what would you? What would no, you it's too pick? late. It's too late. Why? Even, How am I going to answer something? Just, so I'm guessing you would pick the other, which is being invisible. I just feel like mm, being invisible, you're so grounded. Either. I, would, I wouldn't pick either. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, I restrain, sustain from the question in general. Well, why would you ask a question you're going to abstain from? I mean, let's see if you would answer it. But now I know where you stand. Duh! Why, why wouldn't you want to fly? I would want to fly. I mean, you're know saying it depends on how fast you're going, how high you can get. You gotta have jackets. It's cold as hell up there. Like, there's so much that goes into that. I would rather wear layers and warmers and go. Yeah. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm gonna be like, I don't know. I love the snow. Like, I'm gonna be in the mountains next week. Holy smokes! Yeah, think about that though. Cause so. like you're flying after a certain like height, the um thing goes down, and then like you may know how to go up, but how do you get back down? Like, you know what I'm saying? If I know how to go up, I know how to go down. Yeah. Like you can't just you know just how started. to go up. I know, and but then you, you don't just started going up. So like the first thing you're gonna do is just fly in the mountains. Like you're you're gone. That's it. Yo, you're I, hit I meant something. that like I don't. I'm not afraid of height. Okay. Oh, okay sorry. Okay. I mean, I guess sometimes I don't like ladders because mm. I don't know if it's gonna buckle underneath me it's not going to it's not going to i'm pretty sure the ladder can hold you okay so anyways what i wanted to ask you next is tell me about you know a lot of what i talk about on this podcast is relationships i did not know that you didn't know that no, okay so a lot of me. yeah a lot of things i talk about is relationships my high dating standards Ooh. and <laughs> and okay uh a little secret between john moss and i we dated what? Explain that. What you mean? We went on, we a, went date. on a date. Okay, okay. So yeah, we, we went we on a date. Yeah, no, no. That's oh, a big okay. difference. Well, anyways, it didn't we, work we out with friends. We went on a date. It didn't work out with friends. I mean, so I mean, like, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So we're friends, and um, I wanted to talk to you about, like, your past relationships. Can you give me, like, an example of, like, you know, a relationship that wasn't serving its purpose for you wasn't good for you and you needed to get uh, out of it. Yes, yes. Um, I have a bunch of those type of relationships. Um, shoot. When I was um, in high school, there was this girl that I dated uh, from another town. And what I would do is I would plan like special dates for us to go on or, like special picnics because I didn't have a lot of money and I was in high school. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? I would um, make different sandwiches and we'd go to the park or we'd go to like hikes or like different trails in the woods. There was this big river that was outside, but she ended up dying. Why? So, uh, How? Uh, yeah. Dying? Yeah. Yeah. How did she die? A uh, bad way. 
Okay. Um, carry on. So the next relationship, like, tell me something good. Ah, well, I had this. Um, <laughs> I think the very next relationship after that, um, I was in the. Are we going like in order of relationships? No, or? I want to hear. Okay, so obviously I have to direct this a little more. You know, I know John Moss's business, and he doesn't mind sharing his business with you all, and that's why we're here. So, John Moss. You told me a crazy story about a girl that you dated while you were working in prison as the deputy sheriff. Ah, okay. And we so, would like to know yeah. how that went down. Oh, man. Uh, it pretty much went down with, like, me um, getting hired into the prison. And I saw this lady that I thought was uh, pretty. So I was like, hey, how are you doing? Um, would you want to go on some dates? And she said yes. And we went on a couple of dates, and it was pretty nice. And then it um, got to the point where I was actively um, taking care of, like, with her with her and her kid. It was, like, really, really nice. No, for real, I got her kid, like, a PS4. It was really cute. So you were a good uh, stepdaddy. I felt like that. Yeah, it was really good. Um, it all took a turn, though, when she got taken out of the prison for having sex with an inmate. Yeah, that, that, really, that really hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you feel about dating women with children? I think it's nice. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're able to do it um it takes a lot of work a lot of effort because you're not just trying to connect with one person you're connecting with multiple people especially when you find out about the kid or if the kid um is even found out about because like usually i would say in the first two months of dating you shouldn't introduce people to your kids you know i'm saying you should let them know they exist but for the sake of the kid you shouldn't have people coming in and out you know okay yeah okay so when dating, what qualities do you look for in a woman? Mm, um, consistency, effort. I really like a woman that um, can sit down and knows how to get her point across uh, without being um, extremely extra. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's extremely? Give me an example of extremely extra. Ah, like uh, if she's mad at me, she's not going to key my car and pop all my tires. Well, okay, that's that's extremely criminal. Extra. So if she's I mean, not criminal, crazy. Yeah. Like okay. okay, all right. Um, but that's like, I asked what qualities you look for, and that's like a I, I qualities you don't look for. No, I, I I said qualities I did look for. Yeah, but then you switched and said, oh well, um. She if she doesn't if she's not extra and keying your cars whatever yeah but okay. that's that's the quality so what else you're you not for? doing that what um, else you look for? I look for time patience you know what I'm saying because I know I'm gonna take a lot of a lot of patience to be with uh, I'm a very uh, loving person so I want somebody that's also just as loving but yeah okay okay um tell me about. When you went, when you came to Hollywood and you started dating out here, what was that like? Mm. So when I came to Hollywood, I was just getting off of being homelessness. So I wasn't dating anybody. Um, before I became a truck driver, I was in the cop drive. And before that, that's when old girl cheated on me when I was like working inside of the prison system. So after that, I had like these overlying insecurities inside of my head. That's like, I'm ugly. I'm fat. Nobody's ever going to like me. I knew I was funny, but that never helped me in like high school ever since like my first girl died. You know what I'm saying? So I was like stuck inside of a point where I didn't, um, I didn't like in high school, it was bad because I didn't take baths. Like I wanted to, I was depressed like all the time. I didn't like being inside of the house. Um, I tried to like do sports. So like me and talking to women wasn't ever good. So when I got to Hollywood, I expected, okay, what's going to happen is the fact that I have all of these followers, girls are going to be around me. That was not true. The reason is because I never left my house. 
never really left my room. What I would do is I would film and then go somewhere else to film. And I would try to talk to other creators, but they already had their followings and people in their DMs all the time. So it was like, uh, I'm saying this dude ain't really putting in that much pressure. I'm a dip. So it got to the point where I just lessened how I speak to people and just got to the point where I just didn't. You know what I'm saying? And I think the very first girl that I dated, once I got to, once I got back to Hollywood, because remember I left that first time. Um, it was before I even get there. I left for, I want to say, I want to say about six months, six to three, yeah, six to months. I was in, um, Alabama and then I flew to Ohio and lived there with my friend Slomo for a good minute. I want to say three months. And then from there, I went back on like this trip around America with my cousin. He picked me up in his car and we pretty much drove around the United States. And then we picked up my first girlfriend on social media. Uh, that lady was somebody that I met online and it was literally an online relationships until we met. And the moment we met, she immediately gave me a hug, packed her stuff and got into my cousin's car. And then we drove to the Grand Canyon. And how long was she with you? She was with me for, I want to say, well, I want to say that trip was like two weeks of us driving around. What I did was um, we went to the Grand Canyon and then like everywhere we stayed, I would get a hotel. But the hotel had to have two beds and one of the rooms would have to, or I would get my cousin his own room. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a girl. So I was like, shoot, you got me messed up. But it got to the point on the trip where um, we started to communicate more and more and more about her life and I learned more about her. That was really my biggest problem. I didn't take the time to learn about my significant others. I was just glad to have somebody there. Okay. So um, when I was learning about her, I kind of realized over time, I don't think she likes dudes. She was just trying to please her father like the whole time. And I was like, I was like, it's interesting because every time we would talk, she would be like, my dad did this or my dad did that. And then I would be like the person to help her out or not save her, but be like, oh, well, you should say this. You should say that. And through times, it got to the point where she came out to me as lesbian. Oh. And I was devastated completely oh. devastated i was like yo what but at the same time i was like happy for her because she could truly be who she was we were friends i want to say for like another year and a half after that until her significant other told her she couldn't talk to me anymore wow that's yeah. intense i did not know that uh, that's okay oh my gosh so wow that's like that's like a lot. Uh, how did you how did you feel about this person who you've only had a, an online relationship with um, meeting you for the first time and just jumping in your car and like going off with you? Happy. Oh, you were happy. Yeah, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> so you didn't care. Shit. You're just like, yeah, this is normal. Like, just jump on in. No, I told her to do it. Like, I, I we came and we okay. went and picked her and up. She, and she well, was obviously she was comfortable with that as well. Well, yeah, she she had like the um the male people pleaser thing. So like, cause you got to think about it from her point of view too. That's the most wildest shit in the world. You just met this person yeah. online, and you're gonna go on a trip with them. You just met them. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I like I just met her on the flip side. So yeah. I was just like a whim. Hey, would you want to do this? And she yeah. said yes. And I was like, holy smokes. So it was like having somebody that was there. Like we went to like different mansions um, in Houston. We were like, bro, it was it was fun. It was fun. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So what happened next? Who was who was next? Uh, so I'm not going to lie. That 
tore me up, right? And then I went on this like um, headspace thing of like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I, every girl that I'm a date is either going to die, cheat on me, or turn gay. So I was like, fuck it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even going to do this. And then um, what was it? I started to I started to like work like hella amount of times. And then it got to a point where I was inside of a room and I had my own, I was in a master bedroom of an apartment complex and I had a roommate and I was like, I can't like be alone like this. Like I have money, I have a house. I like I, I I need a girl. So I looked up to the ceiling and I prayed to God for some coochie. I said, God, please send me like a crumb, just a little bit coochie of that permitting. Yes, and he did. He did. And this was literally, I would say, the most devastating four days of my life. What? I, so, four days. No, she lived with me. So this is this is what happened. Okay. I prayed for the coochie. Uh -huh. That same night, we had a phone call from about 9 p.m. to about 6 o'clock the next morning. Uh -huh. We were supposed to collab at 3. We didn't collab because I overslept. Mm -hmm. She hit me up at 7 and said she had a Wiz Khalifa shoot um, that she was going to go to. Um, and I'm come back to, and she had like a bunch of missed calls. She hit up my roommate, like literally everybody was like trying to find me. I was sleeping in my room and I was like, Oh dang, I'm sorry. I missed it. And she was like, no, it's fine. I can come now. So she came to my house around eight, nine, and I did not have any type of idea of what we we're going to do or what was going to happen. So then I just thought of like a quick idea, video idea. We uh, made it, ended up going viral same day. I was happy. She was happy, but it went viral on my page. So she wasn't as happy. And that should have been like a, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you tagged her, right? Most definitely. Okay. So, <laughs> um, uh, this is where things got wild, right? So that night, she tells me she has nowhere to stay, nowhere to go, and she has to drive like an hour and a half back to her place. She would rather sleep at my place. And I'm like, I bet. So I get her pillow, get her blanket, and I lay her out on the sofa because I'm thinking there's no way this chick so fucking beautiful is going to like me or going to want to talk to me. <laughs> uh, I go lay in my bed. I, I look up to God, and I'm saying, bro, if you real... Do something slick tonight, like please. <laughs> I woke up to Condolingus. What is that? Her giving me head. <laughs> no, it was it was a, it was a whole trap. The very next day, we shot a whole um, shoot day, and it was also her birthday. That night, she slept with my roommate. Wait, what? Yes. Oh, oh, very, pause, pause, pause. The very next day. Um, she, I am full of anxiety, a lot of fear. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. I am scared of the fucking world. Um, and honestly, I would say, I would say it's mostly my fault. She did that because I kind of, what was it? She had asked me to, um, be inside of a threesome with my like with my roommate and what? i was I, at first i was like i don't i don't know how i feel about this and i was hoping i was hoping like my roommate would be like nah i ain't trying to do that you know what I'm saying that's your girl like you know what I'm saying? like I, I was just hoping i don't know like i guess that was like i wanted to say no but i didn't want her to think i was the bad guy so i wanted him to be the bad guy Wow. But everybody was like into the situation. And I was like, <laughs> They were too into uh, it. Yeah, that's no, what I'm saying. Don't I don't be into it. No. And I was like, I was like, so we was laying in bed and she was like, oh well, if we're not gonna do a threesome, I can just go in there. And I thought she was bullshitting. So I was like, fuck it, do it, do it. You know what I'm saying? And she did it. And then the next day I legit was like, Hey, I know you're staying inside a hotel. You can move inside of my house. Aww, yes, you know what I'm saying? So she moved. She, exactly. Yeah, I know. I definitely shouldn't have did that. Aww. But I thought it was my fault that everything, which it was. So I was like, Why let was me fix this. I told her to do it. 
okay, but it's just common decency and common courtesy and respect. Um, this is an adult woman, right? Yeah. Like, okay. This so this is a, so she's is responsible for her actions, and I feel like she knew what she was doing. So if you offered her i mean the roommate didn't offer her anything Hmm. she just gave him free coochie for nothing like he honestly he didn't offer her anything like (laughs) she came to your house and like you gave her a place to stay you did content with her went viral which whether she liked it or not she benefited from that because she was in in part of it you know what i mean so like the fact that she already put her moves on you she already chose you and i always say that i was an easy target honestly i feel like if you were to look for mark I had like a, a red fucking. Like, well, you're not that way face. anymore, John. Yeah, Ross. I know, I know. You're not, not that way anymore. anymore. But my thing is like, she, you know, it's disrespectful to be in someone's house to lead them on the way she did, giving you head all of that the first night, and the very next night going with your roommate and thinking it's okay, and then asking you for a threesome and all these things. Obviously, boundaries needed to be in place and needs to be better. But also, I would say this is something that I didn't notice and we didn't notice like over the course of like time because she was with me for like another four months and it was bad yeah it was bad it was not good but i feel like there was i feel like there was um mental illness that was definitely coming from that Mm. side and it's wild because it kind of continued and low-key high-key her mom like i met her mom and her mom was just surprised she was with somebody like me like she was she was all the way out of the way like this is the most ridiculous thing in the world and the old girl legit had a whole victim mentality like she showed me like um her ex all the stuff that she had the pending cases like it was so much that like she told me and i was like i want to save you i was captain save a hoe you know what i'm saying yeah and that's not the that's not the way to go it yeah. is not i understand that i just feel like because i you know i i've struggled with that saving a little hoes. bit of, yeah with saving people oh my gosh i'm the mom of my friend group i'm always trying to mother somebody especially mother somebody's son this is why i have like different stand like higher standards and requirements for who i date because i cannot become another broke boy's mother i just mm. can't do that because it's just too much it takes too much of a toll on me like spiritually mentally physically it's just too much it's too much of pulling from like my spirit my body and all that i just right, I right, can't right. do that um so i definitely understand you like, sure though i'm not gonna lie there's a lot of beautiful body to pull from <laughs> you see you see this this is this is why well okay now that you've complimented me so nicely John Moss, why did you accept to go out with me on a date? Like, why? What, why? What made you say yes? Honestly? Yeah, honestly. I didn't. I like it was the first time I've ever been asked out on the date. You know what I'm saying? Um, and across like that big group of time, like this is after coming off the trauma of like this chick. Um, I ended up um like after I left her, I ended up going to Puerto Rico and like getting close to taking my life. And then I was still inside of like the room, so like. Every day I would just remember her and I was like, I just want to get the hell out of here. Like, I want to leave. So uh, from then I have uh, moved from that place to the place that I live now. And I was pretty much just, you know what I'm saying, working mostly. So outside of the work, um, something different happened. Like I was working on myself, working on my body, working on my looks, insecurities, working on like uh, how to speak to people. Right. And inside of that, you had reached out and was like, you wanted to go on a date. And I was like, shit. Free food is free food. I'm up down. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, you guys already know, I do not ask men on dates. John Moss is the first and only man I've asked out on a date. I saw his TikTok. I slid in his DMs. This is not totally out of character for me, but so worth it because John Moss is such an amazing person. That's why we are friends 
today, you know, so. She I'm keeps happy. saying that, like, that's her choice. Okay, so we're friends because it's his choice. No, no, we'll but, you're, but you're, you keep saying friends, you know what I'm saying? You keep, specifi- <laughs> you, keep, you keep specifying it like we're just friends. Jamas, honestly, we just have, we want different things, right? Exactly. We yes. want different things. Okay, mm-hmm. that's okay. That's totally fine. So, okay. I'm, a, I'm probably known on social media for being homeless. So I'm like legit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, the epitome of the person she doesn't want to be I with. did not slide into his DMs when he was homeless. I slid into his DMs when he has a house in Hollywood Boulevard. I'm just saying. Like, that's when I slid in the DMs. Can we cut just that saying. out? Can the editor of cut that out? Yeah, don't tell people where I look. Yeah, don't. We get, well, can I say Hollywood? Restart okay, that. No, all the way, all the way. Wait, which part? Or, or like, um, he has a house on. House on in Hollywood. You can say, yeah, in Hollywood is good. Or Los Angeles, like Los Angeles. Hollywood. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I feel you. Of course, I wouldn't have put that out. Yeah, um, I know okay. that. <laughs> oh, fuck, what was I gonna say? House in Hollywood. Oh yeah, Argentina. I didn't slide in his DMs when he was homeless. I slid into his DMs when he has a house in Los Angeles. Okay, so let's just for the record. All right, all right, I'll see you, I'll see you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, enough about me. <laughs> So continue on. Finish your story. About what? About the girl. Oh, we're past that. We're um. So no, we're, yeah, we're, we're past it. No, because oh. you got to a point where you said she she stayed with you for four months. Yes. What happened after the four months? Oh man, um, I bought her outfits. Uh, pretty much like paid for trips, paid for dinners, food. Almost every single morning, I would get her an ICE bowl, which was like twelve dollars, and then I'd be like, I want one too. You know what I'm saying? To so, like add that up for like four months. Um, dinner. Uh, like any literally. I was like, I felt like that was just God being like, hey, man, you don't want this. You want a loving relationship. But if you ask for coochie, you can get just that. Like, that's what you're supposed to get from here. You're not supposed to get a relationship. You're not supposed to move her inside of your house. You're not supposed to buy all this stuff for you. Like, literally, it uh, messed up my workflow because she wouldn't wake up before uh, 12 o'clock. So I would have to, like, tiptoe around the house. And then, oh, my God, she did um, OF. She did, yeah, she did OF. Only so, fans? Yes. Oh, OF is only fans. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she would, like, be in the living room while we would have, like, company over, and they would open the door, and she would be butt-ass naked. Wait, and, what? She was bro, doing this in yo, the living room? in the living room, because it had the best lighting. That was, that was her thing. So we're sitting there like, hell no, nah, bro. Like, my roommate, so I had so much animosity for my roommate because of that situation. Yeah, that I I just didn't know how to talk to him. I didn't know how to talk to anybody. I was well, like, why, like, what, what, I mean, were you guys close before you became roommates? Oh yeah, or? no, yeah, it was okay, pretty, so, it was so right. you didn't ha- have a private conversation with him. Like, I'm not comfortable with this situation, or you know, back then I didn't know how to uh, really voice my feelings. You know what I'm saying? So it's like how I'm able to communicate now is different than like years ago. Because it's like if I was mad at you, I just wouldn't say anything. I just wouldn't look at you. Or I would do like a mean face. And then you'll be like, what's going on? But like most of the time I didn't have my glasses. So then I'd be like, oh, bro, I can't even see. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I would bitch out of the mean face too. Like I just didn't want problems. But now it's like um, it caused more problems because I would code this animosity without ever talking about it. Wow. Yeah. So when when she, when how did you get her out of your house? Ooh, so <laughs> how did you get her out? So oh man, um, so I started 
to I started to go around the country and I learned how to have intercourse really well. Like no, for real though. I like I hooked up with um, a couple of P stars. Um, I went to New York. I went to Kentucky. I went to Miami. Corn like, stars. Yes, 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 yes. Man, I went to Miami and like all over the place. Learned how to do cunnilingus really, really good. Learned how to like use my fingers, use my hands, touch bodies, use vocal like moan. Like hey, that, that was that was not me moaning. I so thought you, about you were going, basically an OF star with them. No, but I. I learned how to um I learned how to um you know what I'm saying pleasure a woman because in my head I thought oh me getting off was good enough which is amazing you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying uh, but let me get you off multiple times it's a whole different mindset it's a whole different thing right so then I was like okay this is what I'm going to do I'm going to have intercourse with her one last time good as hell for the best of my ability and then never do it again like dump her. Mm-hmm. So you did that. That's what I didn't dump her, but I was like, yeah. Afterwards, like like dead ass, before we even like got done, I pulled out without even finishing. Was like, you know, I don't even want to do this no more. This is ass. Like after she came, like I want to say four times, four or five times, I was like, yeah, this is just bad. And she, what, oh, what? Like you could tell, like you could tell, she was like, what are you talking about? Like what? If anybody wants me, you want me. And I was like, nah. I'm going to sleep. And I just turned over and just went to sleep. And she was like, hey. Uh, uh. And then the next morning she was like, oh, hey. Nah. I just ignored her. I, tra- I started to treat her how she treated me. Yeah. So do you feel like that was like a turning point in having boundaries for future relationships? Most future definitely. Friendships? Most definitely. Good. Oh, my gosh. Like when I tell you it was bad, like she legit uh, left my house. Started to go to Tinder dates, like, all the time. Called an STD. Told a mutual friend that I gave it to her. I got tested. I didn't give it to her. She caught it from somebody else and blamed me. And I'm sitting here like, bitch, you trifling. Yes, that's trifling. That's trifling. But it's just, like, it's in the past. It's in the past. Okay. Well, I mean, thank you for being so detailed (laughs) and vulnerable with us um, uh, on the podcast today, John Moss. Because, like, yeah. I appreciate that. No problem. Okay, so what's life looking like now? What are you doing now nowadays? Mm, so now I'm working on my album. I have my album coming out January 19th on my birthday. When is this podcast going to drop? Probably around your birthday. Yeah. Oh, it's just going to be past that? Okay, so January 19th, quarter wait, life wait, crisis. Wait, you need it to be before or after? It doesn't matter. I'm, so I'm thinking it would be before. Okay. It would be before, like right before. Before would be cool. Like what? Which would, like, 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 the, like the 17th, the 15th? It would be that week, yeah. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. This is pretty cool. What platforms? Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere platforms. you can find podcasts. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. Any more questions? Uh, yeah, you you didn't finish. You have to finish the stories, John. That's it. I'm like, story's done. But, okay, you never once mentioned quarter life crisis. Okay, yes. What is so, that? Okay, okay. So, um, Quarter Life Crisis is my album coming out. It is pretty much everything that was going on through all of these different stories. It starts off with um, a socially person trying to find love, and literally the worst thing that could possibly happen to them happens. He finds it. And then through the story, he learns how to 
love himself because that's really the only love that he really needed. Like he wanted to give so much love or wanted to get so much love from other people and other places and outside, but he was never really loving himself and caring about himself. So all of these horrible things would happen because he would just try to force someone to love him or be in a situation where he thinks somebody loves him. And he's like, oh, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. But it can't be woe is you all the time. Sometimes it's got to be, whoa, it's me. Yeah. Yeah, you get what the fuck I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes you got to step it up. But if you're always inside of a negative attitude or always looking at life like, why does this always happen to me? It's going to keep happening because that's what you're perpetrating. That's what you're putting out into the universe. Totally. So a quarter life crisis is me trying to teach people or not even teach, just show people, hey, this was the crisis that I went through and this is how I got out of it. Okay. And I want people to get out of their crisis as well. Well, I personally listened to the album from beginning to end. It's really, really good. There, I have a few favorite songs that, like, if it was out right now, I would personally put it in my playlist. <laughs> Yo. Because I really like thank it. You, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's really you. good. So you guys definitely need to check out his music. Um, and because John Moss is so influential and has, like, a big TikTok following um, and, you know, internet famous pretty much. He's a TikTok star. Um, other like people who are wanting to do what you do, who are wanting to like grow a following on TikTok, like what advice do you have for them? Consistency is everything. Um, consistency and consistent in what you're doing. So if you always eat something or you always drive somewhere, or you always do food reviews or you always do vlogs, make it consistent. Whatever you do, just do it for at least 30 minutes every single day. What do you think it was that uh, got you to um, start a momentum of getting a bunch of views and followers and things like that? Like what what was your what was it that got you to like a good point? I My guess. personality. No, I meant like, was it a specific video? Was it a specific topic? Was it a specific thing that you did that made your followers grow substantially in like a short amount of time? Consistency. Like okay. consistently being myself. That's it. Okay. And how long do you think it took you from like to, you know, from nothing to like where you're at now? You're at how many followers do you have now? 6.9 million. Right. So like what what got you the big chunk of that, I guess. Mm, nothing. It was just a bunch of videos across the course of years. Right. So you're basically saying you're building those building blocks every day. It, yes. it wasn't just one thing. It wasn't just like a viral video, mm -hmm. nothing. It was like little bits each and every day. Each and every day. You know what I'm saying? How long did it take you? Um, It took me a good minute. Like, are you talking about from like when I started or this app specifically? Oh, I guess. I guess when did you start TikTok? No, so it's not even just TikTok. I started making videos, shoot, um, on YouTube way back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Um, from YouTube, I think I put a couple videos onto MySpace. You know what I'm saying? And then I was on oh. Vine for a hot minute. Okay. And then from Vine, I started doing Instagram, and then Instagram back to YouTube, YouTube, Flippagram, Flippagram back to Instagram. Did you have a substantial following on any of these platforms before TikTok? Mm, I would say... What is essential? Because I had, I want to say I had. 100,000 like, followers. Uh, Vine. You had 100,000 followers. I, uh, I want to say, say, nah. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Near the end of Vine, I think I hit 100,000. Well, no, I want to say 126,000. Okay, cool. So then you've been doing it for a minute. So for all of you guys wondering, 
consistency is key posting every day and building up uh, a following in that content i feel like for me like i definitely have in the past have struggled with being consistent mm. but um i've gotten better at it especially like being here out here in la and seeing so many other content creators like posting every day and like putting a lot of like effort into it sometimes it feels like a full-time job or a part-time job depending on what you're doing but um there's nothing that goes around consistency like you said you just mm -hmm. have to like have you know something to put out there because people want to see your face it's like it's like having your own little tv show on your corner of the internet so you're wanting to like po post and put that out pretty much so yeah that, that that's a good tip Damas. yes <laughs> well i think we covered most topics Is there anything else you wanted to talk about oh uh, actually yes oh gosh and so the other day I was um, walking down the street and I saw this dude and I was like, man, that guy looks familiar. I didn't know who he was. I was going to see if you recognized him. Wait, wait, what? Why would you see if I recognized him? You might know him. But like you never sent me a video or anything. Oh, good point. Yeah. Damn. My fault. That was it. <sighs> John Moss is an oddball, okay? Just to let you know. He's odd. But I feel like most artists have their quirks. You definitely have quirks. Okay. Um, What was it? Would I be able to uh, play some music? Oh, yeah, sure. Ah, okay. Let me grab some. Ooh, is this a sneak peek to the new album? That'd be exciting. Oh, yes. Uh, sneak peek to the new album. Yay! Let's grab this. Let's get it. Let's Yay. get it. Let's get it. All right. So I got a, a couple of songs. What what genre do you want to be in? Play my favorite song. What's your favorite song? You don't remember? I think it was track four. Track four. It, it was the one that you sang the oh, oh. Come on. I tell you How's about this all the time. How's it go? That's how it goes. Oh. Uh, when you were on stage and you were performing the song, you like the beat was perfect. The drums were perfect. Like, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. I should be happy, right? You should feel invincible. Never sleeping alone at night. Should cut them off at the second time. No, it had a good hook. It had a good melody. Like da 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 da. Oh, upside down. Yes, the upside. Let me the upside down. Okay. She can't remember the. Let me the upside down. But um, so um, I have this thing called the upside down. It's uh about being inside of a relationship with somebody that cheats on you, and staying. I call that being left inside of upside down. And I wrote this song with. That intention in mind. So uh, here we go. This is a sneak peek for my album. How do I set it up for the mic to be over here? Just put it right in front? I bet. Well, here we go. You are an Don't give a fuck what you put me through. I think I lost you because now there's a monster out there and your face living in my room.
Wait till January yes. come out, but yeah. Wait, what day, what's the date again? Uh, January 19th. It drops on my birthday. Yay. You can pre-save it now by clicking any links inside of any bios on Instagram or TikTok. Yes, Capricorn. We're so excited for your new music. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Damas LOL, for coming on my podcast. Woo, it's I'm a super pleasure. excited to hear your new album when it drops, to actually know the words like, when I listen to it. And yeah, so thank you guys for watching this episode of Gabby Faye Podcast. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.